Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin, your hostess with the mostest of The Wedding Dish and the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And today we have with us a returning guest, the one and only Christine O'Donnell and the man behind the hair described in her last episode. <laughs> we have Steve Kusha with us too. Uh, Steve Kush is very happy to be here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> me and the hair happy yes thank you we only get him for about two minutes but we were just talking about how he kind of looks like a disney prince or a superhero or you know someone who you probably wouldn't approach because you wouldn't think there would be too much depth there <laughs> it's 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 a stereotype that i personally had when i first met steve and i'm just being open about it i just was worried like who is this guy who's like asking me if he should wear this shirt or not wear this shirt <laughs> while we run around a volleyball court and film people playing volleyball? Mm. Like that like was the last thing on my mind. I was like, wear what you feel comfortable in. But you were like, but how do I look? <laughs> and so I was worried, right? Like that there might have been somebody who just cares about like the surface level, the superficial. I soon found out I was wrong. There's much more to Steve, much, much more. I wasn't asking you about how it looked. I was asking you for form versus function because the jacket had pockets and it might have been like a little cold in that gymnasium. It wasn't cold. It was hot. Whoa, what? <laughs> it was, hot. It was an ice You're like, breaker. what do you think? Like, should zipper up, zipper down? Like, what should I do? And I was like. It was the first serious conversation we it had. It wasn't even a <laughs> serious. It was like an our It was our first interaction. It wasn't. A, it was like the first thing you said to me. Hey, so what should I wear? Well, obviously it was memorable. It was because I was like, <laughs> who is this guy? Who does he think he is? Gosh, these TV news, like this broadcast news track that I'm in, all these reporter guys think they, mm -hmm. they look so good. I think they can just ask random women questions about, should I wear well, this? Well, then or you like put your arm, you're like, your arm on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Like we were super close to each other somehow. And we had just met that day, and I'm like, you're touching me. Sarah, like, who do you Sarah, like? How are you suddenly so comfortable? Sarah, I sensed a deeper connection there. I saw her, and my life flashed forward. I'm like, this is the woman I'm going to be spending my life with. This is the woman who's going to be bearing my seven children. This is, we got a ways to go on that. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> no, but I felt something there. I felt an instant feeling of familiarity with you and i was thinking this is a girl who i think is going to be a big part in my future there was something there that told me that the moment i i looked at her and was like wow she's different there's something special about her i like this one i feel like we're going to be very good friends and i went up and put my arm on her just you know my my elbow neatly rested it on her shoulder and said hey so should I take this coat off or leave it on? What do you think? Well, that the arm thing happened actually towards like the end of our conversation. The first conversation, but within yeah. like the first minute it was, of me it's, meeting you. It's weird, man. <laughs> it's weird. It was too much too soon. And I was like, I don't trust you. Well, when <laughs> our when our son starts asking for dating advice, I'll just tell him, just go up to the, the prettiest girl you see and put your arm on her shoulder and say, hi, <laughs> how are you? 
Should I wear this jacket up or down or off? What do you think? That's not what worked on it me. It always in the long hits run. a just home saying. run. Like it just happens to be our origin story. Mm. But that's not it's not necessarily what ended up being the thing. I'm sorry. I, did, I went on a date with someone else that night. She literally went from there to on a date with another guy. I did. Who, as it turns out, very boring. Very boring. And also didn't have my dashingly good looks either. So, Captain of the men's rowing team. Captain of the men's rowing He'll team. He'll never listen to this. Mm-hmm. I hope he could. I'm He's like my number one fan. No. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I'm not going to name him. He knows who he is. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he's gotten more interesting. Maybe. No. It's very boring. You know, some people have chemistry and some people don't. Like, right? Like, we just didn't. Like, even though we might have looked good on paper when we met each other, it was like, oh, no, no, no. no, no Didn't no. you fall asleep yeah. during that <laughs> meeting? <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah. But I also... I have like like some narcolepsy like tendencies. <laughs> like this isn't like a new like I've fallen asleep on other dates. Like I it's like if once nine o'clock hits, if there's not a bed nearby, I might be asleep mm-hmm. on the table. You turn into a pumpkin. Yeah. It's just I get very tired. <laughs> um you you have to go pick up our kids. I can do one more question. You you have to be there okay. by three thirty. One it more takes thing. What, what else do you want to know, Sarah? I'll I'll, I'll speed. I would love to know what the first thing that caught your eye about Christine was. Like, what really made you want to put your arm on her shoulder? It's that she looked just like my mom. That's what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Joking aside, Christine does look a lot like my mom. (laughs) But no. The Freudian Freudian truth comes out. There was, I've always wanted to be with like a taller woman, even though I dated a lot of younger, not younger, but shorter girls. When I was um, in high school and college, but I'm like, if I'm going to like raise some like tall, mighty children, I need an Amazonian warrior princess to be my wife. And I saw Christine and I'm like, this girl's got some height. She's got some muscle. She's got some some sass. Creepy. So creepy. So what are you? Well, I, I saw her. I saw that. But I also saw like, you know, how you just it's hard to explain. As I was saying, you just see some people and you're like, there's something about them. You're like, if. Maybe if I pursued this further, we have a very long and amazing future. Like I just saw this aura around her. And I remember when I was where we met was at this volleyball game where we were shooting with high definition cameras for the very first time for a student run newscast. I remember I had a small clip of her from like across the volleyball court where I just captured her kind of like with her camera pointed towards me. And I remember like the next couple of days watching that clip over and over again and being like, this girl's beautiful. I think I love her. I haven't even, I don't even know her, but I want to, you know, it's just, yeah, something about her just kind of sparked my interest. Um, And it's just, it's just that kind of like love at first sight feeling that I think some people get where, you know, you get like the butterflies in your stomach or, you know, you just, it's like I was prophesizing something i was my i was the nostradamus of my future and i just saw something with christine and i said i've got to explore this further with her that's nice to you yeah you're welcome and now we've got two kids who i've got to jet off and go grab right now okay well thanks for swinging through superhero steve (laughs) (laughs) off to save the kids okay hopefully they're okay (laughs) (laughs) It might get louder now that I'm closer to the mic. 
<laughs> no problem. I will, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll watch this episode. I will know. All right, Steven. See you later. Oh my God. I love it so much. Okay. I like, <laughs> if you could see like, like the fetal position, I'm like pulling myself out of. <laughs> You're red. You're, you turned it's red. Uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> Sarah. <Ooh. laughs> I'm really sweet, but also. <laughs> You're just not by nature, like a mushy outward person. Like, yes, there's not a lot of PDA in my life. Like, I was raised Catholic, maybe. I don't know. Like, it's been a while since I've been to church, but, like, that still, Catholic that stuff guilt. gets in you. Like, it gets in yeah. your brain. And you're like, don't touch me. Yeah. The, the Catholic <laughs> guilt is forever. Church may not be. But <laughs> yeah, the Catholic guilt is forever. Um, so, so, yes, like I'm not one for PDA. I don't know. I don't think my parents were very affectionate. So you just kind of like it's what you grow up with maybe. So. Yeah. Anyway. I'm more of the prankster type. What do you mean? Like if I'm going to – if it's going to be PDA, like I might goose you in the elevator um, so that means like touch someone's butt. What is goosey? like, I might pinch your butt in the elevator, but I'm not going to like hold your hand. <laughs> oh yes. So like Steve and I have this game where, uh, like if he looks at like my hand, when I do this thing, like if he looks at it and I catch him, then I get to punch him. I mean, the punch doesn't normally happen to be honest, but it's just like, I know inside that I won. Or like he'll do it to me and he'll know, oh, I got her. Like it's just like a little game we play. So like anytime like one of us is a little grumpy, it's a good way to just kind of like be like, ha I got you. Like I'm still being playful. So similar, similar to pranking. Yeah. 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 That the playful style is mm-hmm. is much more up my alley. Yes. I can be playful, but like when you get all romantic y, I'm gonna awkward turtle right out of here. Oh yeah. Uh <laughs> Had I been proposed to in public, my face would have been like the whole time. And you all may have to watch this in order to see what I just did, but basically like just a horrible face. <laughs> it's probably what it looked like in reality. <laughs> We're just, I'm just not, you know, I am who I am. You are who you are. And they love us for some reason for it. I mean, I understand. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I understand why he loves you. (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I am. I think that any person, when you're in the same place with them, no matter how compatible you are, there are things that bother you about the other person. Like today, he was just complaining about how I'm the person who like eats all of the M&Ms out of the trail mix. Or like if there's ice cream, there's a good chance I would have already gone through it and like picked out all the cookie dough. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like who wants to be with that person? Well, Steve. (laughs) But not really. (laughs) Like nobody really wants that. That's a very small bit of you. True, but it is like it's. I feel like it's telling. <laughs> but she wants to eat the chocolate and not the nuts. 
you know? It's like there's here's this healthy option, right? But like, nope, I'm just, I don't really know what it is with ice cream. (laughs) It's all not healthy. Yeah. I'm the kind of person who will buy the separate Mm -hmm. ingredients because if I want to eat the one. So if I want the M&Ms, I will just buy the M&Ms and I'll be like, get out of here, peanuts. I don't need you. See, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So I'm the kind of person who will not buy ice cream because I don't trust myself with ice cream. Also, I don't feel very good when I eat ice cream. So I avoid ice cream at all costs. I buy ice cream when it's the summer and I can go someplace and eat it there and not think about it anymore. So if you bring ice cream into my house and you put it in my freezer, when you know I love it so, so, so much, it's like it's like there. It's taunting me. I think about it when I go to sleep at night. I like close my close my eyes and I see it just sitting there, being like, "Christy, I'm birthday cake flavored ice cream." I know you normally like chocolate chip cookie dough, but I think you should be dangerous and try something new. I go downstairs, I open it up, and I get like the little spoon, the one that like I give for to the kids, but it feels more dangerous because it's not mine. And then I like will just go. <laughs> I'll just like go for like the little narrow edges of just like the blue part of the birthday cake ice cream. Like it's I it's like the frosting. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's probably not even real food. But <laughs> anyway, so I'll just like eat that. <laughs> just around like eat the stuff and then convince myself that's the last bite that's the last bite that's the last bite (laughs) and then and then steve will come and there'll be like a a bite left oh sorry (laughs) so anyway that's just like a real life example of something that may or may not have happened in our life together so our wedding (laughs) so your wedding so the last time we were here we talked about your proposal um Mm -hmm. we talked about you know how you two met obviously now steve is up to speed on that too um glad we got him up to speed on on how you met at the beginning of this episode (laughs) oh yes 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 he's up to speed um and then um, we started talking about your wedding. Unfortunately, ran out of time. Mm-hmm. But um, you started telling this, the crazy story about the cell phone thievery. Okay. Um, cell phone thievery. So I don't remember exactly where I left off, but um, – you can tell the whole story of it. Yeah, I'll just start from from how do I tell this cell phone story? Um, we, you know, were dancing a lot that night and um Steve at one point his cell phone and it was actually his work cell phone cuz he has two cell phones. He has like a personal cell phone and a work cell phone, but we just happened to be taking a lot of pictures with his work cell phone because it was the one he had like on him and the other one was like in a bag in his room or something. Um so he um so yeah, we we had taken a bunch of pictures in it. He had put it in his like on the inside pocket of his suit that he was wearing and he took that jacket off at one point and it ended up on the on our table and I guess like we just like didn't think about it and 
anyway, the end of the night rolls around and Steve can't find his cell phone anywhere. Like we cannot find his cell phone. Um, and then we, um, we like do, we like think that maybe it got wrapped up in the tablecloths because they cleaned up pretty quickly afterwards. And so I thought, oh, well maybe it's like in the tablecloths and he, um, anyway, we, we couldn't find it anywhere. The next day, um, we like stayed late. We went through everything. We asked everyone and no one seemed to know it. We asked the staff. We asked like they, we had a security guard who was a member of the uh, police uh, there, like also like just ask, acting as security for uh, the boathouse and or the boat club. And yeah, we just anyway, it never turned up. And the next day we were like, where are the tablecloths? So we went, cause they had already brought, been brought to the laundry place. So we went to the place where they do the laundry for all the tablecloths and we opened up all of the bags and we went through all of the tablecloths. Oh so, my God. Anyway, that, so the night of our wedding, we stayed so late looking for his phone. And then the next day, like we woke up early and we had plans to go to the Minnesota State Fair. And we just instead went to search for the phone. Like we were, it just like that was ended up being like how we and ended our night was like, hey, search for the phone. Oh and then of God. course you get back to the hotel, right? These are things they don't, you don't, you don't hear about the wedding night. Um, takes forever ever to get all of the bobby pins out of your hair. Oh yeah. And if you have fish eye hooks of your dress, like mm -mm -mm, it's going to be a long time before you can even get in the shower because like you're like ah like I was sweating cuz I was dancing and my dress is stuck to me and my hair has a million bobby pins in it and there's so much hairspray and Anyway, it's just like, and I mentioned already that I usually fall asleep around nine o'clock. Like I'm yeah. not a party person. I can't, like I can't hang. If I am hanging with you and it's after nine o'clock, it's, it's a very rare occasion. And every once in a while I have like this rally thing. I don't know. It's like a burst of adrenaline. It happens. But like, this was not one of those nights. I was very tired. It's very cranky. <laughs> and I just wanted to go to sleep. So Anyway, there. <laughs> then the next morning, we looked for his cell phone. We found out that one of my bridesmaids' cell phones was also missing, and we kept like asking the boat club, asking the boat club, and then we found out later that it was indeed somebody at the boat club who had taken our phone and then like given it to her brother, and we um and she ended up being laid off by the company because they found out, like they knew they just wouldn't admit it and we ended up finding out because they uploaded pictures that they took with Steve's phone or with Angela's phone like they took pictures with Angela my bridesmaid bridesmaid's phone so they went to her cloud so her cloud wasn't disconnected so they took pictures of Steve's phone um, it was on somebody's lap with like a, like a big bag full of marijuana and, um, you could see his phone next to the bag of marijuana on somebody's lap. And then there were like other pictures that also uploaded that helped us like identify who, who was who, but nobody cares. Like you call the police and you're like, Hey, I have this evidence that this phone was full stolen and this is what happened. Nothing happened. Like nobody hunted down our phone. We never got the phone back. 
it just was gone. So anyway, good thing to steal if you're looking for, you know, a side gig that's a criminal one. You'll probably get away with it. We like these crime TV shows have so ruined our perception of reality on like what the criminal justice system actually is capable of. Um, I like I went to go get fingerprinted for um, for clear recently Mm -hmm. and they could not scan my fingerprints. I barely have fingerprints. Like they're just like not deep. Oh, so you have soft hands. Well, and that I guess means I could have been (laughs) robbing banks for years and years and years and I had no idea and I feel kind of like it was a missed opportunity. It's not, Sarah. It's not. Now that you've talked about it. it. Well, yeah, because also now that you've talked about it, no one would be like, of course it's Sarah. She said she could on that podcast. (laughs) Like. Like, you're protected. Like, go for it. Like, if you want to scratch that criminal itch, like, you know, just as long as no one's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thank you for believing in me, Christine. You know, I believe you can do anything you set your mind to. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, boy. Well, that is really exhausting. That's super disappointing for, like, the next day also being exhausting and ruined. I don't want to. I don't want to say it was ruined, but it was not, like it, now we have a very like you know rare story. Like, what did you do the day after you got married? Well, we went to a laundromat for tablecloths and napkins for restaurants, <laughs> <laughs> and we looked through all of our guests' dirty napkins and tablecloths <laughs> to find. Nothing. <laughs> Did not find it. Well, we found stuff, but not a phone. Um, so, so anyway, we, you live and you learn and just things to watch out for. So the takeaway, mind your phone <laughs> at your wedding and make sure you put it someplace safe. That won't be like an easy target. Like, I think the fact that it was the groom and one of the bridesmaids is because we were the ones who were away from our phones the most. I don't even think I had my phone out the whole time, but like, because we had Steve's phone. So like, I just wasn't worrying about it. And so anyway, yeah, put your phone I'm, someplace safe or have like a phone watching partner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy. Even like as a photographer, I think about it all the time. Somebody could just grab stuff out of my bag. It's not like I'm securing my bag every time I you know, move and I'm not always near it. And granted, like I do try to tuck it near the DJ or someone who is able to watch it also that it's out of the way of the pictures. Cause yeah. Uh, we found out it wasn't, it was a member of the staff who took, who took it. Like, you yeah. know, like you, like you would trust the staff, right? You'd like to think, you'd like mm-hmm. to think. Yeah. I actually, it's kind of like, I remember asking this person, like if she had seen anything or had any ideas and she like looked at me and said no. And then like when we looked at the photos later, I was like, wow, like the, the gall. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Well, Let's move on to some happier or and or funnier stories. Um, okay. 
So I know you got married in Minnesota and Mm -hmm. you were living in LA at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think we talked about this in the last episode. Um, What what was your experience planning a long distance wedding while working full time, you know, kind of in the public eye? It was hard. (laughs) It was, you know, it it was one of those things where I knew that I wasn't going to be able to make everybody happy. And unfortunately, when you're planning a wedding, it becomes more about everyone else than yourself. Like if you want your wedding to be about yourself, I would suggest you elope. (laughs) Like, like, just make your own plans and don't worry about like, what did my mom imagine for this day? What did my dad imagine for this day? What did Steve's mom imagine? What did Steve's dad imagine? Like, how do we make sure that we like carry out their hopes and dreams? Like, and also if like some people are going to be contributing to paying for the wedding, like you also like want to take that. And so it becomes more about everybody else than it does you. So I, um, for me, I like needed to make sure that one thing was ours. And, um, otherwise I felt very comfortable just kind of outsourcing as much as possible. Um, and, or just like making decisions easy on us as much as we could. So, um, we didn't do a wedding cake. We did wedding cupcakes. <laughs> like we, and we happened to like when we were out visiting Steve's family. Like we uh, had tour. We like had toured a bunch of places. Not the Minnesota Boat Club, which is where we got married, and it really is a beautiful place to get married. Um, was not a huge fan of how they responded at the end when we had our problem, but like overall, it was a good experience. They just could have like. Taking some accountability, right? Just like a little. Yeah. Um, but anyway, the the what I'm saying is like we tried to make the most of our trips. So one trip we were there, we like did a cupcake tasting. We like did a we ended up visiting the boat club at one point. And we like I, I let Steve's mom pick the pastor. And like we met, it was like she had a church there. It was a Lutheran church, and we happened to be going to um, a Lutheran church in LA at the time and our pastor that was giving us all of our like premarital counseling, um, which was very important. I'm really glad that we did it because it was really helpful to just kind of see where we were coming from in a different, like, like that was really helpful. Um, and so she like chat, like if she could have married us, I would have chosen pastor Sue. Um, but unfortunately she couldn't go to Minnesota. So, um, she talked on the phone to Leanne's, um, pastor and so like, like they were able, like he was able to deliver a service that like felt like he knew us <laughs> in a way that he like didn't, but because we had somebody we were close to speaking to him and they happened to be like in the same religion. I don't know if that helped or not, but it just was like, it was nice. Like that, the service, I would say the ceremony was for us, but like the uh, the hors d'oeuvres, the food, the music, the ve- like the venue, um, the saw so- like a lot of it was for everybody else. Um, and I do think people really enjoyed themselves, and at least I hope they did. So just tell me if you didn't. Like, I mean, don't tell me if you didn't. <laughs> Even if you didn't, say. tell me you loved it, okay? Because I really respond to compliments. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I'm teasing, but it's also true. Um, but uh, but yeah, so so that's what I would say. I would say it was difficult. I really tried to outsource. We did have the, a wedding planner. We like my uh, maid of honor was is was and still is an amazing like person and was very helpful. Um, yeah, like family did like. Steve's family did a lot. My family did a lot. Like everybody did as much as they could. Um, and that's great. Yeah. And I like just was like, okay, go for it. Like, I, d- I don't need to have my hands in everything. That being said, I do have a wedding binder. <laughs> I think I still have With mine. Tabs. Yeah. A wedding binder. You've been about to pull out your wedding binder. You have it no, right there. I- <laughs> I thought I might. I do not. <laughs> Just checking. I might have mine like right over here. Let me check really quick. My art. My arms are sore from holding Ava. She's twenty five pounds. <laughs> That's what. Um, the, so Ava's is Christine's daughter. Um, she is now looking in a closet and cannot hear me because she has taken off her headphones. <laughs> Oh my god, she just brought her wedding binder over. This is my wedding binder that I use to keep everything organized. And um also it like helped me to, you know, help help other people do what I wanted them to do. Um so maybe there was a little bit of Bridezilla, but not as much. I have a whole itinerary. <laughs> I really like scheduling. Well, um, it's good to have a timeline. Mm-hmm. It makes things go on time and work. And um, mm-hmm. I totally approve. I do not think any of these things scream bridezilla. I release you of that feeling. Um, oh, thank you. I knew this was going to be like therapy. <laughs> you are so welcome. You are so welcome. Um I love that it has your wedding title on the front, which was it a hashtag or was it just? I think I did make it a hashtag. Oh, here's our like announcement. Oh, you're save the date. Is that what this is? I think so. We do together with their families. Oh, this was my invitation. It's super cute. Um, And here was our save the date. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. I love that Steve is in shorts and that and you're in like a like couture dress is what it looks like. It's a cotton dress that I found at Ross, but yeah. <laughs> it looks it looks high end over the internet. That is a hashtag. <laughs> oh my god. The funny thing is I did the same thing to the mm-hmm. front of mine. It was a, a similar mm-hmm. binder with like the clear front and I did like did we get married around the same time? September 5th, 2015. Okay. We got married September 22nd, 2012. Okay. So we were a little bit earlier than you, but ours was because my last name was Hartenstein, H-A-R-T. Ours was Mm -hmm. I Heart Alipin. Um, (laughs) H-A-R-T. H-A-R-T. You know, I can't resist a pun. Yes. I just can't. Yes. <laughs> we are on the wedding dish right now <laughs> because oh. we dish about weddings. <laughs> Here is a note from Pastor Sue to me. Aw. 
she unfortunately passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. So, I know it is really sad, but you know, she um she like was part of like the how we filed to get <laughs> certified. <laughs> Um, so anyway, it's just like, so there was part of it that was for us. Um, and it's just nice that I still have this. That is really nice. You two should go through that later while you eat ice cream. (laughs) Gotta stay away from ice cream. It does not make me feel good. It's always like a bad choice. Like everyone's unhappy. Like I'm unhappy after it's happened. (laughs) Steve's unhappy after it's happened. Anybody who wanted any of like, you know. The stuff that was inside the ice cream sad because it's gone. It's not coming back. So. Oh my gosh. I might just, next time I see you, bring you a roll of cookie dough instead. <laughs> you know, they have like those like little containers that they sell, like just like the, the cookie dough bites now. Yeah. I've done that before. Like it also feels like I'm doing something I shouldn't. <laughs> been such a rule follower my whole life and so it's like I break the rule every now and then and I'm like <laughs> look at me go <laughs> I get it totally get it <laughs> oh my gosh well on that note we will be right back on the wedding dish we are going to take a super fast break with Christine O'Donnell and we will be right back And we are back on The Wedding Dish. I, of course, am your hostess with the mostest, Sarah Alipin, and I have my Snorosaurus, Cluso, my co-host here, uh, right in my lap, as close to the mic as he can possibly get. So we'll see how that goes. Um, And (laughs) I have with me the um, amazing friend who has been on this podcast before. Um, and just such a wonderful support for The Wedding Dish. She is also the host of Podcast Coaching with Christine, and she is the CEO of Bright Sighted, um, which is a group of podcasters. So Christine O'Donnell, thank you for being here again. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you looked very surprised I gave you a real intro now that Steve <laughs> isn't here. <laughs> just go in for it. Going for it. We, we, uh, we, we do, we do production and coaching over at Bright Sighted. Yes. And, and you have a community that supports one another and is actively involved in each other's podcasts and they, we all do swaps and, and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Like we are very actively engaged with one another. Um, you've brought together a great group of people. You guys make me feel so much better about life. Like there's so many talented, <laughs> smart, thoughtful people. Well, you brought together yeah. like-minded people who are very similar to you. <laughs> <laughs> More therapy. <laughs> Welcome to the therapy podcast. <laughs> The therapy dish? I, I, I leave in tears. <laughs> but you okay. feel good doing it. But you feel good. It's a good cry. It's a good it's cry. It's not always a good cry at the therapist, but here it is always a good cry. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad to hear it. So is the little gremlin who has now woken up and is making Aww. all kinds of mouth noises at you. 
Yay. Um, <laughs> can you hear him? I do. He is such a little ham. And as we discovered on the break, Christine and I are wearing the exact same color shirt. You know. We're very we mind melded. Yeah, yeah. Very in sync today. <laughs> Um, so first of all, if you all did want to go back and listen to Christine's first episode, which we recorded in August, I can't believe it was that long ago. Um, it's episode 59 of The Wedding Dish and it's called College Sweethearts, LA News Anchors and a Minnesota Riverside Wedding. Um, so you can get all of the proposal things and how Christine felt when she met Steve and her first impressions and all the good stuff there. It's a really fun episode. It's also a little on the short side because we recorded it last minute. Christine and I are very um, – we do we thrive in last minute situations. We do. We do. So we just sometimes like make stuff happen. Just – Yeah. Yeah. Got to make it ha- – okay, let's make it happen right now. Okay, cool. I mean, I get sick of looking at my calendar. You know, I was someone for 10 years of my life, I would wake up every day and not know what my plan was for the day. Like as a news reporter, you wake up and you're like, what am I going to do today? I don't know. I have no clue. Like I could come to come to work with a pitch and they'd be like, nope, you're not doing that. We found out this guy has an air glider. You want to go air gliding today? And I would be like, you know, yes. (laughs) I was like, I hope she said yes enthusiastically to that. I'd be like, heck yeah. (laughs) And um, that may have been different had it been, you know, like skydiving or something, because that would have been like, heck no, I'm not doing that. But um, (laughs) I would, I, I did, I did, I did the hang gliding thing. And there's some, crazy things I'll do. And there's some that I won't, but, um, yeah, it it was, it news reporting can be really fun. And I think the reason we were talking about this is because like spontaneity, like I, I really enjoy like learning something new and like not at least at the, at that time in my life, I really liked not necessarily knowing what was going to happen in the day because honestly, in every single day that we have in our lives, right? Like we can plan for them. And I'm a scheduler. You saw my wedding schedule. I had an itinerary. (laughs) I love scheduling. But no matter how much you schedule, life somehow interrupts and and it can go a different way. And so for me, like the idea of like, hey, I don't know what's going to happen today. And that's the point. (laughs) That's the plan. So it was just like almost easier. Um, It fit, fit my lifestyle for a while. A little different now with kids, but like I could still do it. Maybe. <laughs> I believe you could do anything you I put your you mind to. <laughs> <laughs> so swinging mm-hmm. back around to your wedding, what was it like when you and Steve were both in the public eye? You know, you were you were an anchor. Steve is a um, reporter, correct? Yeah, Steve he was is a reporter. a reporter, was a reporter. He's also an anchor as well. Um, I was a reporter and also an anchor. Um, I was more a reporter than an anchor, I would say. Um, and I, same okay. for Steve. Mm-hmm. Okay. If we're getting in the nitty gritty. Um, and <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to misrepresent Steve. I wanted yes. to make sure I was fair to him. Um, but I knew that he was mm-hmm. he did on-site stuff, and I knew that you anchored somewhat. And this is friend behind the scene information. So 
I should have just asked. But um, so how how was that like having, you know, this public persona and and planning a wedding on two different networks too? You know, I didn't I didn't really think about it. I just went about my life and he went about his and it was just one more exciting thing to talk about, I'd say. Like um people like weddings. They just do. People like love. People like to ask about it. People just, I mean, it was just one more like exciting thing to talk about. And so at my station, people asked me questions and I had a lot of like, I don't know, what do you think answers? I'm like, I've never planned a wedding. Have you? And, and I would have those conversations with people and, um, and I don't know how much Steve had those conversations at his station. (laughs) Um, you know, people knew that because Steve put the proposal on YouTube and like people knew that we were engaged. And, um, but I don't know, LA is a big place. Not a ton of people came up to me and was, and were like, oh, did you just get engaged? Um, people at my station knew and people at his state, like people at any workplace would know, um, because the word gets around. But yeah, it wasn't, I would say the biggest thing is after we got married, we, you know, I believe the anchors, congratulated me when I was out in the field one morning and was like, welcome back. Do we have a Mrs. Couge? And I'm like, I haven't changed my name, so maybe, but I'm still deciding. Um, I, I kept my name, Christine O'Donnell. Um, so but I, I do love the name Couge. Um, and they, you know, they asked Steve the same question. They were like, Steve, are you going to change your name to O'Donnell? And he was like, no, I'm going to keep the name Kush, but I love the name Kush or O'Donnell. Love that name too. So, you know, it goes both ways (laughs) and, um, and, uh, or at least it should. And then, um, you know, people thanked us and we, you know, we got congratulations and, on Twitter, maybe on Instagram, more people were in our DMs asking us questions, but nothing inappropriate, nothing weird. It was just, I don't know. It felt like just life. Oh, good. We just had more friends, some who we didn't know. That feels refreshing to hear. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because, you know, you always like, you think people come out of the woodwork and not always in like the great way. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's nice that people came out of the woodwork in, in the nice way. Yeah, people were supportive. My news station gave us a really amazing gift card. Um, I was not expecting it. People like also signed a card for me. I kept it because it just was so sweet. Like it mattered so much to me because, gosh, I mean, there's some real trauma bonding that happens in the news industry. Like you're covering a lot of trauma. And so the people who are your coworkers, like start to feel like your family mother whether you mean it or not. So it just, it, it meant a lot to me. And I, if they ever listen to this, I kept the card because, because it meant so much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I would imagine you go through a lot together covering <laughs> some of those stories. Yeah. Um, so is there anything that you would have changed about the planning process for your wedding at all? Yes. I would have done a first look. 
um, something we did not do. And I was like, so much of what our wedding has done has not been traditional. And I da 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 this and da 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 da. And I just really want like this one traditional thing. And that would, would be like for us to first see each other like during the ceremony. And it was really special. It was. Um, because honestly, I feel like the ceremony was the thing that was for us. Like it felt like really like where we were connecting, where we were just kind of like there together. And I was like, you didn't cut your hair like I asked you to. Um, it was just in my mind. It's just in my mind. Um, but uh, <laughs> I asked him later, he's like, yeah, I cut like a centimeter. I'm like, yeah, sure you did. Um, anywho, uh, I would have loved to spend more time with our guests because we had somewhat of a destination wedding and people did travel. And so had we like decided to have it in Los, no, like no matter what, we were going to have a long distance wedding because his family was in Minnesota. My family was in New York. I had a lot of friends in Minnesota because I had gone to college in Minnesota. So it felt, we chose Minnesota because it felt like the place that was most both of ours um, because he had no connections to New York and just LA was just our thing. So we did Minnesota and that was where we met. So it just, it felt like the right place to do it. And because it was a destination wedding, people did come in from out of town and we didn't get as much time with them as we would have liked. And also I got hangry. Like, and that wasn't, like I got real thirsty and real hangry because we got married and then it was like an hour and a half of pictures. Yeah. When had we just done a first look and there was extra time earlier in the day. So had we, and I'm a morning person, like had we just like gotten readier earlier, done a first look, then we would have had more time to spend with our friends and maybe I would have gotten something to eat right after the wedding instead of like <laughs> being like, I'm so hungry and I'm yeah. so thirsty. My poor like dad ran bottles of water because it wasn't just me, like everybody was, like everyone was hungry and thirsty. and. And I was probably just the loudest. Or, you know, mm -hmm. it was because you were the most, one of the most important people there that day. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But if I, if I, like, I've thought about this and people ask like, oh, what would you recommend? I'm like, if you're doing a destination wedding, do a first look. Just do it. It'll be nicer to spend time with your people if people are coming, you know? Like, I guess if you're doing a destination wedding and it's just the two of you, do whatever you want. But like, yeah. your wedding tends to be not for you. So. Yeah. And it is fast. And and those post pictures mm. do take a very long time. And especially, were you in the church for most of them? No, we were married outside. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. We got married Lutheran. I know. I my like Catholic. It's like the one sacrament that I, that is not a Catholic one. I sometimes wonder if God is smiting me because of it. I doubt that is the case. You... You Catholic have guilt. We talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I could justify it up and down, but mm -hmm. it wouldn't matter because that Catholic guilt is stronger than mm -hmm. the will of Sarah. Yes. I know. I know. And I have my own will, but the guilt overpowers. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it so much. It's just the truth. <laughs> 
Well, is there any other wisdom that you would impart upon people who are planning a wedding destination or not? Um, any, any last things you would like to share? My wisdom would be to really take a moment for yourself and your significant other, like find a way to, whether it's one minute, whether it's five minutes to just the two of you remove yourself from the crowd, from everything that's going on, because the wedding will go by so fast. And whether it's outside, inside, in a corner, in a coat room, in a bed, like just find a way to just the two of you take a moment where you squeeze each other's hands and you look at each other in the eye and you think like we did this and and try to remember like the smells and the sounds and the just the feeling of that moment so that when people ask you about your wedding later you will know like oh this one part was like really special for us because we made a made it like we made it a moment for us purposefully we planned it <laughs> so yeah i love that i think that is wonderful advice i think that's incredibly important um it brings you back to your center it gives you a space to just breathe in that in that moment with your person that you have done all of this for um that that's the reason that you two are there that's wonderful. That's it. Thank you. Well, Christine, thank you so much for being here today. And thank you all for tuning into The Wedding Dish. Um, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on Instagram. If you go to at the Christine OD, and you can find links to all of the other places. If you want to find them, um, you can from there. And it'll be easiest just to go the Christine O.D. That's me. It sure is. <laughs> I love it. Um, and while you are going and finding the Christine O.D. on Instagram, um, you can also find The Wedding Dish at The Wedding Dish Podcast. And you can visit our website to get show notes and apply to be a speaker. You can get the transcripts from this episode if you want to quote Christine and how eloquently she just said that last remark and piece of advice, you could totally make that happen. Um, <laughs> and don't forget to tune in next week when I will be dishing with another amazing guest um, and follow, rate, and review us on your favorite podcasting app. And until next time, cheers, everybody. Cheers.